We continue our conversation with Dan Reed, who was with 97X when the station changed formats in 1983, later served as the station's program director, and is currently the afternoon host and music director for WXPN in Philadelphia, as well as the talent relations manager for their syndicated World Cafe program. I think you said you left in 85. Uh, so did you go down to Louisville? Well, you went to NKU and then to Louisville and then to Philly? No, no, no. God, you guys are missing a whole big chunk there. I, I'm old. You got to understand. I'm very old. I went and managed a record store uh, that Frank Evie owned for about six months. I got unceremoniously fired from that. So I didn't know what I was doing there. I, I knew less about running a record store than I did about running a radio station. At that point, I uh, went to Europe, spent every dime I had, came back with nothing, and I was helping this band called the Libertines out, like get gigs and stuff. I don't know if you have time for all this, but yes, we, um, we've got all the time in the world. <laughs> I, I was helping this band called the Libertines out because I played their single "Everybody Wants to Be My Sister" on, on. It was the first local hit on OXY. I mean, people loved it. It was a great song, and um, so I was helping them out and. Bogart had hired them to open up for a band and said, we'll give you a hundred bucks to open. And then the owner, Al Porkalob had called Walt Hodge, the, the lead singer and said, uh, Hey man, you know, the show's not going too well. So I can only give you guys 50 bucks. So they were like, well, you're trying to manage us. You got to call and get us a hundred bucks. So I called up Bogart. I, I'd never talked, met or talked to Al before. And I called up and I said, Hey, this is, this is Dan Reed. And you know, um, I'm helping out with the Libertines. And I don't think it's fair that you're only giving them 50 bucks. You know, I don't think it's fair. I think you need to give them a hundred bucks. And he goes, are you Danny, Danny crash from OXY? I was like, yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Hmm. Do you have a job right now? I was like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> and he said, well, Hey, if you can come in here and help me put some shows together, I'll put you on the payroll. And I was like, okay, I, I can do that. And I went down there the next day. So I worked in the concert business for about five years. Starting man, you know. What's that? Yeah, I got, I got them a hundred bucks. Okay. So they, the the band liked me. I got a job. You know, I went down there, learned a lot there, a lot, lot. I did product. I worked in production, but I also booked the club for a while. I didn't know what I was doing. I swear, I, I'm like, uh, I'm like Forrest Gump. You know, I mean, I just walk into things and um, learn how I do it as I go along. As far as my Bogarts days are concerned. I don't remember much of them. I mean, I remember less about my Bogarts days than I do about my OXY days. You know, I was I was a lot younger, but we had fun there, man. You know, we had a good time there. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, yeah, I went to I went to, uh, I went to NKU about ninety one. I spent a couple of years in North Carolina at this great great station called WNCW, and uh, then I came to Louisville in. Uh, uh, FDK in 97 and I was there until 04 and I've been I've been here in Philly for 15 years I've had this job longer than any other job I've ever had which is amazing you know I'm I've mellowed I guess but it's interesting that you know if you look back on or you look at what you do now and a lot of the stuff you did kind of informs that because part of World Cafe is getting the artists in so you are in essence, you're booking bands, and you're also in radio, and you're promoting bands. You know, so it's, yeah. it's all led to this point. I feel like, yeah, it, it really has. It, it it was it was a perfect job, and you know, I, I, I again, I'm blessed with it, with a great staff. I've always worked with really cool people. 
um, who have put up with me and my multiple idiosyncrasies. There's, uh, a, there's another 97Xer. Yeah. Uh, Allie Castellini. Yeah, and I worked with Allie. She was in the programming department. By the, by the time I got to uh, XPN, she was doing sales. Uh, Allie's been gone from the station for, for a while now, but she's a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, she told a couple good stories when she was working at OXY. And I can't, you know, that's, you know, the, the I'll tell you, the um, about to change the subject again, but the, the, the group of people who have worked at that station is just absolutely amazing. You know, some really great broadcasters, uh, you guys included, you know, just some really great people um, who really cared about the product and stuff. And the fact that I was there, you know, when, when the format changed and, and, and was able to, to get help get it off the ground, it, it makes me very proud. But, you know, the people I worked with were just, I, again, I got to say it, man, we, we had, you know, we had such a good time and, you, you you know you live and you learn. I, I look back on it and you know, I mean I'm I'm still you know you, I I still think that um, uh, some of those mistakes you make early on, even though you learn from them, I think sometimes they linger with you more. If you guys know what you mean, if you think back when you're younger and some of the stupid things you said and did, you know, uh, you, you know. So I I I, I want to use this podcast as a, as an opportunity to apologize to anyone who I <laughs> back in my days at the OXY. I'm really not a bad guy. I didn't mean I didn't mean to offend. I I, I don't think I don't know. I it, it was it was pretty fun when I left. People were very nice and, and they gave me a little going away party. I'll tell you a, a good story, man. My last day on the air. This is true. My last day on the air at OXY in 85, whatever it was. I don't even remember when Baker comes in with, uh, I forget who the engineer was. And they got these two boxes and I'm on the air playing records. I'm like, what are those things? They're like, Oh, they're CD players. They're going in tonight. So the day I left, I never played one CD at OXY. I played <laughs> another vinyl. The day I left OXY was the day they put CD players into the studio. That's true too. That was a lovely parting gift for you. Yeah, here's here's two of these things, whatever they are. Yeah. I was like, oh, I heard about those things. I'm glad I'm leaving. Dan, you mentioned local bands and promoting local bands, but you were also in local bands. Oh yeah, tried my hand at that too. You know, look, man. I mean, honestly, I told you about being a disc jockey, which was always sort of in my, my back pocket. But I first of all I wanted to play. I, I wanted to uh, pitch for the Cincinnati Reds. That wasn't in the card cards then i wanted to be a rock star that didn't work out either but yeah i did play in some bands i played i was in a band called um well, i was in a band in high school called doa in 77 we were 16 years old and this was before the hardcore band doa uh which is kind of funny but we played a couple of parties and at that school including this toga party one year that was wild and then i played in a band called chemdine which was me and mr k you know ken glidewell um, named after the toxic waste dump in Hamilton, where we're from. And I was, we made a record and stuff. Um, that was while I was at OXY, I'm pretty sure. that uh, Yeah, I was definitely playing in that band while I was at OXY. And we played, you know, we played the Jockey Club and played, played Clifton, a few places like that, played in Hamilton. And I was in a band called Doc Ellis for a while in Cincinnati yeah. in the uh, early 90s. Yeah. I got a band now here in Philly, actually. What, what's it called? It's my old man cover band. We're called the Trust Fund Pussies. 
you, you took a page from the Ass Ponies uh, book of naming your <laughs> yeah. band to ensure you'll never get played on most stations. Yeah, well, well yeah, there's no there's no airplay in our future, no matter what. You, all you have to do is hear hear us to know that. But uh, that no, that's been a lot of fun playing with those guys here in town. We've had some fun with that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I still like to sing. I just sing. You know, I still like to do that. So, uh, uh, I sure do miss Ken. You know, Mr. K. But where did I love him? He was uh, he was a character. Uh, I, you know, he was a fellow proud Hamiltonian and. You know, we had very similar background. In fact, all the guys in Kim Down were from Hamilton, uh, Dan Andrews and Lynn Long and me and Ken. And, um, man, we, we had some, we had a lot of fun, but I really miss Ken. That was a sad, uh, that was definitely a sad day. Um, and, you know, I was very proud of what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, 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 he, he worked at OXY before I got there for a little while. Then he was out of radio. I brought him back and he went on to have a really cool career. You know, he really did. Uh, he was a man. He was a trip. Do you ever hear him on EBN, <laughs> Mr. Oh, K? Oh, oh yeah. Him and, and what a tr- on EBN the, the Fox. He came back to WXY when I was there. Yeah, I worked with him down oh, he at the did. Course station. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, he's a trip, man. He is the most. Uh, he doesn't sound like anybody else, but man, on EBN, he really, he really let his freak flag fly. You know, I love to hear him on EBN. Uh, it was kind of cool, and of course, they unceremoniously dumped him. You know, when he got a little too old, but that's corporate radio for you, man. You know, that could have, that could have as easily been me. Um, so I'm really glad I was able to, you know, uh, to find this new format, you know, this AAA format and, and stay in that. And I've been in that format. I've been in a format since almost it started, you know, like 91. Once again, Forrest Gump, man, you know, just walking into things. Doors a lot. I walk into a lot of doors too. Still, so. <laughs> My favorite, uh, my favorite Ken Glidewell story is, uh, you know, we'd go to a lot of shows, so I'd see him there. We'd talk. He was always on the phone, and this is pre-cell phone days into cell phones. And I was at the Guns N' Roses show in Dayton. I was walking to the restroom by the phone bank, and there's Ken on the phone, and it's yeah. loud as hell in there. And I'm walking to his bathroom, and I come back out, and he's hanging up the phone. I said. You're always on the phone. Who are you talking to at a Guns N' Roses show? He goes, people, man, people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. I, I tried. I tried to do this, but of course, I can't stick to anything, you know. But uh, he would just call me out of the blue, like even when I was in, uh, uh, you know, even when I, when I got to Philly, uh, he would just he would just catch up with everybody. He knew what was going on, man. Ken was, you know, he'd just call up, Danny. What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not doing anything, man. What are you doing? Nothing. What's happened? You know, he just wanted to catch up, and uh, which I thought, which I thought was very nice. Yeah, Kim Dine, We had uh, we had a lot of fun, man, with Kim Dine. We got to play the Jockey Club a few times. You know, I don't know if you guys ever got down to the Jockey Club, but that was a that that was a that was a real trip down there. You know, I remember one uh, story about the Jockey Club. It, it uh, when I was at OXY, is uh, the guys in the Jockey Club. You know, they started like giving us tickets to give away. Uh, on the air, and Doug Baylock finally came in and said, "You know, um, hey man, you know what are you what are you doing giving all these tickets away to the Jockey Club?" I go, "Well, you know, they're just like a local thing; they don't have any money and stuff like that." And he was like, "Well, you got to ask me before you give them tickets away." I got really pissed at him, you know, at Doug. I mean, I I, I had balls back then, you know, I I, I did. I, I I went into him and I went into his office. I was like, "Man, you don't understand. These guys are like indie man. These guys are like trying to put on shows." for the people who listen to us and they, you know, they're, they're, it's all DIY thing. And he was like, sit down, 
shut up and let me tell you about the fact that I'm trying to run a business here. You know, I'm, I, this is not this is not college radio, Dan. Your salary. Well, he, he did say that. I kind of laughed inside, but not to his face. He goes, you know, your salary is because of, you know, and what am I going to say to Bogarts when I don't give tickets away for them? I give tickets away for the jockey club. They're spending money. What am I supposed to say to them? You know, it was a point well taken. You know, he sat me down. I mean, once again, it was just me being stupid, not knowing and, 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 and not thinking things through. I was really young, you guys, you know, when I had this job. And we all uh, so I learned, I learned a lot, but we did as much as we could for the jockey club because that place I'd never, you know, that even though I ended up working at the corporate, you know, Bogarts uh, across the river, I still supported the jockey club and, and, and the people over there because um, I'd never been to a place like that in my life. I mean, that place was a trip every night. We played a couple of very, very memorable gigs down there at the Jockey Club, that's for sure. Yeah, no, Chemdine is, is one of those bands that comes up a lot. Well, people mention, and if, if you were at a show, you it was memorable. Uh, one other note, like you said, when Doug set you down, you know, we were all young when we worked there, and for him and Linda, yeah. it was kind of like herding cats for them. And, you know, they taught me a lot of stuff I still use today, but, you know, back then I didn't realize I was learning anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he was he was a real he was a real mentor, and uh, you know, and and the guy just wanted it. You know, he wanted it to work, but he also, as far as the creative side, he also, um, you know, he he left it to us pretty much. I can think of one exception. I'm sorry for all these stories, but I was thinking about this the other day. So Black Flag came out with "Slip It In," you know, that album, yeah. and. I played it right in the middle of the afternoon. The, the title track. You know. <laughs> and I, pl- I played it once before. I didn't hear it. He must not have been listening. But after I played it the second time, he came in the air show. He was like, what was that? Was like, it's Black Flag. It's a new Black Flag. Big, big record. Slip it in. He was like, you can't play that on my radio station. No, never again. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? I go, everybody... You know, again, I'm just I'm getting my back up in front of this guy that's paying my salary, you know, and he was patient with me. He's like, you know, I don't know what I can say on the podcast, but, you know, he was just like, it's, it's some it's some guy fucking some girl and she's screaming. No, Dan, no. If, if you need to know any more, come into my office after your shift. I'll fill you in on the rest of this, you know? And I was like, okay. I finally went home, and I didn't say anything. I was still pissed off. Cause I was like, you can't tell me what to play, you know? That's, that was my attitude back then. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? He's got a license to protect here. This is his This is his livelihood. He owns the station. He's my boss. Of course he can tell me what to do. You know? <laughs> what am I here? I, this is not, this is, I'm not Abby Hoffman here or anything. You know? <laughs> Danny Crash, you know, playing stupid records on the radio. But that was kind of funny. Yeah, he was right. Of course he was right, you know. I was, yeah, but, that, but he, he he did leave most of it up to us, which was uh, you know, which was which was very cool. Yeah, and that carried through to our era there as well, because it was definitely yeah, like between programming and then more the sales side. Yeah, we had tons more leeway, tons more freedom than you'd find anywhere else, and it was Absolutely. that's what made yeah. it so fun. Yeah, we we the the you know the the things start really started connecting. I think once. Um, seems like we got we raised the tower or we got a we got a a bit of a wattage upage or something like that and then the cincinnati inquirer did a big thing on the station 
in 85. And after that, you know, everything kind of took off. But after he called me into his office when this stuff was happening, this is after the black flag thing. He was like, we got to be careful. You know, I got to protect number your number one job as a program director is protect my license, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was absolutely right. I, you know, you, there's certain things you couldn't play on the radio, you know, because you, you'd have listeners saying, why can't you play slip it in? You know, I mean, you're you're, you're censoring the music and that's the kind of stuff you heard back then. But once I got it through my thick head, you know, it's not my decision. You know, it's just, this is, this is, this is laws. And, and uh, if you want the radio station to be around, you got to be careful about what you play. So I learned a very valuable lesson through all that, especially when we started picking up more listeners. And Doug made it very clear to me that that was my number one job uh, was to protect that license. And he's right. It was, you know. Hey, Dan, we had a great time talking. No, I think we have the record for the longest podcast now. Don't you think? We're we're about into 10 Bella Lugosi's. No, it's been great. It's all good. I I still have one more question because uh, since you are so heavily involved at WXPN, what sort of artists really jump out at you these days? God, I knew you were going to ask me that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm on a... I get to do a pretty deep nostalgia trip on my show. Uh, on my show every night at six, I do a thing called highs in the seventies, which is all seventies stuff. And it's anything from punk to disco and singer songwriter, anything in between. Um, and a lot of the stuff we do, a lot of throwback Thursdays and a lot of the ideas that we, that we, that we do on the station, I'm pretty heavily involved in because our, you know, our listenership's older. So, so they go by that. That being said, um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of bands I still like. You know, I'm a punk rocker. You know, I really am. I I, I like that attitude. I love uh, this band called Fontaine's DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Irish band really love their new record a lot. Uh, it's called Dog Girl. You guys should listen to it. It's awesome. I, I already have. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's really me too, man. I, there's a band called Wives from Queens, New York, that played Noncom last year that I'm absolutely in love with. Uh, I, I really fell in love with this little band from. Uh, um, Cleveland called Ricky Hell and the Void Boys. You know, <laughs> take off on the Richard Hell thing. Uh, sounded like Jesus, Jesus and Mary Chain. You know, that speed it up. You know, really a lot of feedback and stuff. And they were really cool. You know, I, I'm I'm a fan of um, my, you know my old pal Greg Dooley and the Afghan Wigs have have made great records the last couple of years. Uh, they continue to just be really really good. There's a lot of good music out there. I think you just got to seek it out. You know. Now, what is your connection? When did you cross paths with Greg? Because he isn't he Hamilton based as well. Yeah, man, he grew up he grew up in Sharon Park, which was right across the road from me. He's he's younger than me. Greg's younger than me, about I think four years younger than me. But uh, we, I used to joke to him that you know uh, if we didn't flush our toilets up in Southern Hills, the kids down there in Sharon Park wouldn't have any clean water to drink. Uh, <laughs> He, he, he lived down there by the bowling alley by Columbia Lane. But he, you know what? It was during my OXY days. Uh, I can remember distinctly, uh, I met him when we were playing in Chemdine. Um, he came up and introduced himself, and he said he had a band called the Black Republicans. So for a while in Hamilton, we found this little bar that would have us, and it was me, us, Kem, it was always it'd be three band bills, Chemdine, Black Republicans with Dooley, and um, there was a band called The Rain from Dayton that was Troy Campbell. They became the Highwaymen. Yes. Uh, and, and then Loose Diamonds. Those guys, 
they were young too. And we all played at this bar in Hamilton. This one summer we played every Friday night there. And I can remember distinctly when um, Let It Be by the Replacements came out, I invited Dooley over and we, I said, you got to listen to this record, man. And we sat down and we listened. Because I loved it. You know, the Replacements were, they were my band. I absolutely adored that band. Um, they were my favorites. And uh, I can remember him sitting there going, God, that's good. I was like, yeah, that's, this is what I like, you know. Uh, he was like, me too, me too, I love this. And uh, so I've known Greg since, I guess, 83-ish. He was 83, 84. Um, that's when I met him. When I, I was working at OXY, and and uh, we were playing bands together. Yeah. It's certainly been a magical just, journey. You've come a long way from Hamilton, Ohio, my friend. I have, I know. At XPN, do you? It, it's a public radio. Do you have to do fun drives? Oh yeah. Okay, so three times, three times a year. We want you to do a side hustle, and we want you to like promote the ninety-seven X Rumblings from the Big Bush podcast. If you can get Doug Baylog to pay me the same salary he paid me at OXY, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I'll make a call. <laughs> We're checking you know, our couch talk. cushions right now for the fun, for the change. I think. I, I, I think it's only 500 bucks a month, so he should be able to handle that. We're on the case. Well, in fact, we got to get back <laughs> into music right now. Here at 97X, the future of rock and roll, it's uh, some Black Flag. Slip it in. There you go. Play it now. Yeah. <laughs> 